Kulivinaka, this is Pacific Waves. I'm Alicia Fern. Coming up, in the lead up to the New Zealand election, we look at policies from minor parties that may benefit Pacific people. Every person, no matter their race, ethnicity, gender, should all feel equal and feel welcome under our laws. And the former Minister of Pacific Peoples shares his concerns about Pacific progress ahead of voting day. To our young people, use your right to vote. And later... One of the largest roost of Pacific sea tailgat ever found. Conservationists make an exciting discovery in Fiji. Political parties have begun courting people for votes in the lead-up to the New Zealand election. Major issues like housing, amnesty for overstayers, the cost of living crisis and supporting struggling students is front of mind for many Pacific families. I spoke with three of New Zealand's minor parties as they pitched their policies in the hope to win over Pacifica voters. Despite routinely facing inequities and barriers, Pacifica have a strong stake in New Zealand's upcoming election. More than 8% of New Zealand is of Pacific origin and contribute $8 billion to the country's economy. Green Party Pacific People's spokesperson Tiano Tuiono continues to call for an amnesty for overstayers following the government's dawn raids apology. I was hopeful with the last immigration minister that we were, that we were going to get an amnesty for overstayers. We're going to keep pushing on that. I thought it would have been a great gesture uh, and a great signal if that would have been um, if that would have been offered at that time um, as part of the Dawn Raids apology. Still time to do it. Meanwhile, the Greens are offering free dental care and are addressing work agreements under the REC scheme. Being tied to a single employer can be incredibly problematic, um, particularly if that employer is not a good employer, or if that employer gets taken out by an, you know an intensive weather event. Uh, of climate change. The ACT Party's leader David Seymour has pledged to abolish the Ministry of Pacific Peoples, axing the Human Rights Commission and Ministry for Women. Plans to cut what they see as wasteful spending. ACT Deputy Leader Brooke Van Valden says their policies are for all New Zealanders instead of a specific group of people. Um, we believe that we are a modern, multi-ethnic, liberal democracy where every person, no matter their Race, ethnicity, gender should all feel equal and feel welcome under our laws. And that's what our policies uh, represent. Close to half of Aotearoa's Pacific population is under 25 years old. The Opportunities Party leader, Raf Manji, says he's prioritising this age group. For young people up to the age of 30, we are proposing fully funded healthcare. So that includes GP visits, uh, mental health support, dental visit, fully funded contraception, uh, ultrasounds, which has also been a, a barrier for people on low income, uh, fully funded public transport. He admits he was hopeful when Jacinda Ardern was elected in 2017. But after six years in power, he says he's disappointed by the government's lack of delivery. The government focused too much on structural issues like changing the health system, changing the polytechnic system. Uh, changing the media system, changing the the way we deliver our water services, when in fact most of those issues were just funding issues, and those restructures have cost a huge amount of money, so it's not that suddenly uh, the you know, National is offering anything miles better. When I talk to people, people are generally a bit depressed, a bit despondent, so it feels like New Zealand needs a little, bit, a little change. The countdown is on, with just seven weeks to go, until the New Zealand election on October 14.
It's widely known that our Pacific populations generally vote for the Labour Party, but people will need to consider whether they've done enough over the past six years in government to be re-elected. I spoke to former Minister of Pacific Peoples, Alpito Williams-Seo, who bows out of the political race after 16 years in Parliament. He says Pacific progress is at threat if there is a change in government and encouraged people to get out and vote on October 14. A lot of the work that we started around the Pacific well-being when we reached that um, Four goals in 2018 and started um, investing, putting money into it, and we started to making sure that it wasn't just the ministry but other government agencies were supporting work around education, housing, uh, employment, women, youth, the science, technology, engineering. Uh, all of that is, is important, so it's not one issue. And what's at stake here is the continuation of all of that work that's already been started, or if you get a new government, um, and then when you're hearing the payers People like the Egg Party saying we're going to disestablish the Ministry for Pacific Peoples. That means the next government may prevent the continuation of that work. And so when you ask me what what are the issues, Pacific Peoples have been denied for such a long time um, really the opportunity to... um, for the government of the day to fully and completely address the inequities and the barriers that they have faced for year in, year out. And whilst other past governments have attempted, you know, the Helen Clark government attempted to close the gaps at that time, any time there's an election uh, looming where other leaders started attacking Māori and attacking Pacific, and then, you know, they start pulling back on that sort of stuff. And so the issue isn't about what are the issues, it's about whether after this election the government will continue supporting Pacific well-being, supporting Pacific languages and cultures, well-being, health issues, or whether all of that will stop. That's the big issue for this coming election. Yeah, how how fragile are the gains that have been made? You know, given Act want to abolish the Ministry of Pacific Peoples. It's it's a very real threat. Um, last time there was a national enact government, they disestablished Manukau City Council and formed that big super city Auckland, and they promoted it as if it somehow is going to be cheap. And you know, big is never cheap. And now we've lost our airport chairs as a consequence of that structure. Enacted that, and so it is very. That is a very real threat that some of the organised institutions uh, charged with the responsibility of uh, supporting Pacific peoples, Māori women, uh, human rights, basic fundamental rights. You know they're at risk from a minor party that could be very influential in the future government. And I think that was one of the reasons why I'm saying to our young people, take note of your environment and the debate that's happening and be interested in it. And, of course, use your right to vote and get out and do that. Look, I'm interested to know if you've been swept up by anyone following your valedictory speech. (laughs) Oh, look, I... 
lots and lots of people have been asking me, you know, and giving me things that I can work on and do and support. And I've said yes to all of them. And I say yes uh, generally because I believe that the advocacy never ends. And my heart for continuing to support our Pacific peoples of Aotearoa and Pacific peoples around the world, you know, it never goes away. And so you want to keep doing and making yourself available to do those things. But I think my first point of call would be to have a rest first and foremost and then look at those options seriously when I my term ends as an MP in October. Okay, so unofficially there are some things on the table? I think they're more casual offers of discussion. Lots of people are exploring opportunities for me to to focus on, and I'm open to all of those. Can you say anything more? No. That's okay. I just, I was very curious. <laughs> or, or, or say more when, when, when there's something I can talk about. The final question I had is around the amnesty for overstayers. Could we see this happen before the election on October 14? Oh, look, I've had discussions with the Minister of, of um, Immigration and he's aware of how important that is and commitments made. But I think... It, it does require legislation, and the House is winding down. We're going through urgency at the moment, and I just don't believe that the time allows for any legislation to be done on this side of a, of a political cycle. The largest known cave roost discovery of Pacific sheath-tailed bats have been found in Fiji. Thousands of endangered bats were found on the remote Vanua Balavu Island by a team from Conservation International in Fiji, in partnership with the Australian Museum and the University of Adelaide. Isaac Ground, Terrestrial Protected Area Manager with Conservation International in Fiji, told Caleb Fotheringham about the exciting discovery. During those biodiversity survey, um, we found uh, probably one of the largest Pacific sheep-tailed bat. It's an endangered species of bat. Um, that's found throughout uh, Fiji, Samoa, and Tonga, and the Northern Pacific. Uh, and uh, for Fiji, we in Samoa and Tonga, we have these um, subspecies of bat that's only found on these islands. So, um, yeah, the most one of the largest, uh, you know, roost of Pacific sea tail bat ever found. How significant is this? How big is this roost? Uh, conservative uh, counts of the bats in the cave by the team that actually found the roost was around between two to 3,000 bats. According to the specialist, uh, Professor Christopher Helgen from the Australian Museum, that's probably the largest he has found so far of these subspecies of bat. What's the, what's the normal sort of roost size? The roost size that, we, that, that we've typically found them in, it's in hundreds. Uh, the last biggest cave that we've, survived, that we've surveyed in the, an island in Taviuni in 2018, we found only about, they found only about 2,000. And um, two years later, that number has decreased considerably to around 600 and 700. You, you said before that the number's been declining. Why are the numbers declining in some areas? And I understand that these bats are endangered as well. Why are these bats endangered? These bats are insectivores, meaning they eat on small insects. Um, and so... A lot of these areas where they, where they were once found in large numbers, you know, there were once areas, uh, huge, large areas of forest. And these, 
and those forests no longer there. So deforestation is, is one of the main causes of their decline. Um, there's also a lot of invasive species like, uh, you know, cats venturing into these caves. Third, they also have one or two pups, I mean, youngs in a year. So their, their recruitment is very, very slow. So, um, and in addition to that, uh, and some of these caves, uh, you know, people go in to harvest bad guano um, for the fertilizers. So, you know, all of those, you know, contribute to their, you know, current uh, decrease in population. And this big group of bats that were found, is any conservation measures going to be taken to ensure that they they stay? Um, is it, Are they going to be studied? Yes, so this is an, the, the find is an, is an initial find, so we really need to do to, to do more detailed studies on, you know, uh, is this a temporary kind of, you know, cave where they usually come, or is it their nursing cave? So we need to find out if they are, you know, we did find some, uh, you know, babies, so we need to find out uh, are they reproducing on a regular basis on those caves, or it's just, uh, uh, you know, a temporary um, kind of cave. Um, some of these uh, bats uh, are known to travel large distances within this island group. So, how do you go about finding bats? Well, you need <laughs> you, you need to be uh, comfortable uh, going through caves. Uh, you know, not have phobias. You'd have some good touches um, and um, just some good uh, climbing skills to get into the, some of these uh, difficult access caves. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, a good eye to find them. That's Pacific Waves for today. Sana Sui Sui Ki is back in time for tomorrow's show. Don't forget you can listen back on rnzi.com slash programs. We're also on Apple, Spotify and iHeartRadio podcasts. From myself, Alicia Foon and the team here at RNZ Pacific, Tofa Soi Fua.